Hi, and welcome to Best Practices Chats. In this podcast, I will have chats with middle school band directors from around South Carolina about best practices from their teaching that they are willing to share with you. My name is Mike Dahl, and I will be the host of these chats. If you have any questions about the information shared, if you need some clarification about something we discussed, or if you want to continue the discussion, simply email the director from this episode. I'm sure they will be willing to help. We hope you enjoy today's chat. All right, so we are just finishing up the summer music camp here at Charleston Southern in the summer of 2018, and um, we are talking, or we're going to be talking with the directors that were here for the various middle school bands. I'm, I'm Mike Dahl, and I'm the uh, I'm a band director in the the Low Country at Palmetto Christian Academy, and um, have been doing this middle school track now for four years. I think. Dr. Forrester had a really neat vision several years ago to not only have students come in here and, and, and get a, an experience that's a lot of fun, but also musical and keeps the kids uh, playing and gets their, their brains working in the summer. But then he said, hey, why don't we start a, a young director's track where we bring in middle school directors with little or no experience and, uh, and see what happens. And, and so my, my wheels got turning on this and, and uh, just... Uh, has been really a fun experience to try to match them up with people that they can network with. And um, so this year we have some, uh, we have three experienced directors here that are going to introduce themselves to you that have various uh, life experiences, various band directing experiences, various amounts of, of uh, time doing this thing that we um, call band directing. And uh, so we're going inter- to let them introduce themselves to you. And so, Andre, why don't you start? Uh, my name is Andre North. Uh, I am the band director at Hanahan Middle School. I am entering into my fifth year of teaching. This will be my third year at Hanahan Middle School. Prior to being there, I taught at Canhoy Elementary Middle School. Um, just a little bit about me. Uh, I am originally from... Charleston, South Carolina. I actually went to school at Hanahan Middle School uh, where my band director was Mr. Jim Stroman. That's where I initially got my first inspiration, first glimpse of my future. Uh, When I joined band, I was incredibly impressed by the fact that he could play so well on all of the instruments. And the minute he did that, I knew that that was something that I wanted to do at the next level. I went on to Hanahan High School uh, where Katie Vaught was my band director and um, I completed my education in high school at the Governor's School so I had a very kind of unique experience. Um, I went on to go to college at University of South Carolina where I received a music education degree, got to meet some really amazing people and from there I made the decision to get my master's in music at Penn State. University. So I've uh, had many really interesting experiences that have allowed um, uh, allowed me to uh, teach at the level that I teach at now. And um, uh, so, with that being said, uh, Hanahan Middle School uh, is a really wonderful program. It's a program where the kids are very supportive and the parents are very supportive, and it is something that I am looking forward to continuing to do. And you're a saxophone player? Oh yes, my primary instrument is the saxophone. 
and then later on, I started doubling in woodwinds in high school. So Andre this week has been working with the band that basically is primarily second-year players, students who just finished seventh grade, but it's students who finished seventh grade at various different schools. So that one of the interesting things about doing uh, music camp is that uh, it's not an audition thing. It's whoever signs up. So, you, you know, you kind of take what you get, and, and uh, it's been really uh, neat to see these kids of all different ability levels and of all different experiences and different qualities of programs they're involved in. Or qual- and Some of them have had lessons, some of them haven't had lessons, and how they uh, have pulled it together. And in just a few hours, we're going to have a, a concert, and it's going to go really well. And, and um, if you listen to the, the young director part of this, uh, you heard uh, Marion Milton uh, was talking, um, he, he's the, the uh, younger director that worked with this same band and was um, uh, in the band there with Mr. North. All right, Alicia? My name is Alicia Crutchlow. I am also a middle school band director. Um, I've been teaching for 12 years. I actually started um, as an assistant at a high school and moved into a head director role uh, at a high school, Chapman High School. Um, which is in the upstate of South Carolina, and then moved to a middle school, and I'm currently at Florence Chapel Middle School. I've been there for the past 10 years, um, and that is in Duncan, South Carolina, which is in Spartanburg um, County. As far as, you know, the climate of each school that I've been at, um, Chapman, that school district was a little bit smaller, 3A school, Um, Where I'm at now, I'm in a um, 5A school district. My school is uh, kind of a unique model in the fact that it's a middle school, but our students, our beginners, start in the fifth grade um, when they're at the intermediate school. So they are right across the parking lot um, is where our intermediate school is. I work closely with uh, Jonathan Valentine, who right now is our intermediate school director. And he starts my students, um, our students, in fifth and sixth grade, and then they move to Florence Chapel. So I am essentially teaching third and fourth year players at Florence Chapel um, before they all directly feed um, James F. Burns High School, where uh, Brian Bone and Gary Roden are the directors. So it's a very close-knit school climate. Um, At Florence Chapel in 7th and 8th grade, we have about 660 students, and of those, um, I average about 250 in the band program. So, um, you know, almost almost half of the students um, at Florence Chapel are band students, which is awesome, and and I love that. Um, This actually is very interesting. This is the first year coming up that I'm going to uh, get an assistant director. Um, And it's really a co-teacher kind of situation. And the co-teacher is going to be the person who actually started me in uh, band. And um, his name is Eric Bell. So I started in band also in Spartanburg District 5 at DR Hill Middle School, which at the time was the only middle school. Um, So Mr. Bell was my teacher there, and then I moved to high school, um, where I I really tell people that I feel like I've been in band forever and ever and ever, um, like my entire life, because my father is 
um, a high school band director or was a high school uh, band director. Now he's at a college level. Um, but anyway, he was my high school band director. So in high school, I had dad all four years. I love that because if, if I forgot to uh, get anything signed, he was right there. And I felt like I was the only kid in the school with my own office. It was amazing. Um, so, you know, um, that was my situation in high school. And then I went to college at the University of South Carolina where um, some of my biggest mentors there were um, Robert Prusen on horn, I'm a horn player, um, also um, Dr. O'Shields and uh, Mr. Copenhaver were um, some of my biggest mentors at uh, USC. After college, you know, I started teaching, I actually have two master's degrees, which I recommend if you're definitely in public education, definitely go ahead and start looking at that master's degree pro program. Um, I have a master's in classroom leadership, actually, from Southern Wesleyan University, and then I have my master's plus 30, which is really a second master's degree in um, school administration and supervision. I used to have a uh, small inkling that I might maybe one day want to be a principal, and then I discovered that that might be kind of miserable and maybe I might not like doing that. And maybe I just want to stay with middle school band. Um, so that's kind of my story. And of course your dad is? My dad is Phil McIntyre. Um, so he's been, he was at Burns forever and ever and ever. Um, and then now he's at North Greenville where he's doing the athletic bands there. All right. All right. Christian. Well, howdy. This is uh, Christian Scott and I've been teaching since November of 2010. Uh, all at the same place, Tanglewood Middle School in Greenville, South Carolina, in the upstate. Um, Tanglewood is a Title I school. Uh, everybody's on free and reduced lunch, and every band student pretty much plays on a school-owned instrument. Um, when I started, we had about 70 kids in the band, and at the end of this past year, we were up to around 200. Uh, Tanglewood's a really cool place with some really, really cool people, but it's definitely a challenging environment to, to try and build a program in. But uh, we've had a lot of success over the past um, past eight years. Uh, I went to USC, um, same as Andre, same as Alicia, we're, we're all Gamecocks, and uh, had some really good experiences there. Um, I was the, the dead weight of the flute studio my four years at Carolina, and uh, had some really good mentors, Mr. Copenhaver, Dr. O'Shields, Jeremy Lane, um, Dr. Lane, the Connie Lane, she was a flute teacher and she did a great job with me as well when she wasn't mad at me because I didn't practice as much. Um, <laughs> and as far as my public school experience goes, I'm from North Augusta, South Carolina. So um, I went to Paul Knox Middle School and North Augusta High School. Um, Terry Jenkins, Amy Coker, Chuck Dean, those were all people that were very influential to me during that time. Um, Let's see, primary instrument, I'm a flute player, but do a little more Barry sax playing these days. The, the notes are easier and the, the parts are easier and um, I don't make as many mistakes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much it for me. Well, we, uh, we've had a lot of fun this week. Uh, these, I'm not sure these guys knew what they were getting themselves into when they, uh, when they signed on to do this, but we have had uh, a lot of fun laughing and sharing with each other and um, you know, just cutting up, and it's been really neat because basically the last five days it's been twelve hour days of 
doing nothing but talking about middle school band or rehearsing a middle school band. Um, we've had three rehearsals a day, uh, three sectionals a day, and then when the when the kids, the campers, have um, free time or they have a, an elective class, we call other band directors on the phone and talk to them and pick their brain. Or we've been um, bringing people in to talk to us in person and and um, so it's been really a neat experience for the young directors but I think that the experienced directors have, have really enjoyed it too because some of the people that we've talked to they might not have known or they picked up ideas or like man I'm trying that next week well I don't have kids yet um, but we we just had a, a really good time I think that uh, you know the the um, the times that we've been able just to sit around the table at dinner and let these, or just let all of us talk to each other and ask questions and, hey, how do you do this? And you mentioned something in, in that one session. What did you mean by that? And can, tell me more about that. And just uh, been really neat to see how uh, particularly the young directors have uh, just gelled together and just have supported each other. You know, we've, they've had a chance to see all three of these guys direct, all three of the, you know, the, the young directors direct, and um, everything that's been shared with each other, just about feedback and things has been really super positive. And so it's been a really, been a real joy to be around this week with these guys and uh, to see. So uh, what about, you know, what, what were some of your expectations when you guys came in? I mean, I, I told you a little bit about what we were going to do, but it was probably the expectation from what you heard from me was probably a little different than what actually turned out to happen. So, uh, anybody want to address that? Like, what 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 did you, you know, what were you thinking was going to happen this week? Um, and then maybe even say, you know, did the experience that we have uh, match that expectation? Did it exceed it? Was it like, man, I, I wish I had more time to work on grade one music, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Well, um, I did the gold band, which was all first year players on their instruments and uh, we spent a lot of time on grade one music and we played some great half songs as well um, but I guess my expectations going in were this is the first time I've ever done an honor band clinic or a, just a, been the director of a, a guest conductor of a group and I was pretty nervous about you know the music we were going to program and trying to to pick the right songs so that our campers could sound successful on everything. And I was a little apprehensive about the amount of time I was gonna to have to rehearse so that we could get the most musicality possible out of our performance. And so my brain was really just all week leading up to this camp. That's what I was thinking about, you know, just- um, You were supposed to be on vacation then. I know, man, I was just <laughs> sitting on the beach looking at the music scores. Um, I'm, I'm pretty lame when it comes to that. Van nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that was definitely where my brain was headed. And I will say, you know, as far as that, that side of things goes, it, it, it was great. The, the kids sound great. We've had a great time making music together, you know, all of that stuff. But what I wasn't expecting was how much I was going to learn from this. You know, Mike, he kind of tells you when you come in, hey, you're going to direct this band and you're going to have somebody with you who kind of just think of them as a, you know, a student teacher or something like that who's going to assist you Um but I just, I, the, the, the stuff that I got out of this week from hearing so many just master teachers across our state um, impart their wisdom and, and also just talking, like, like you said, Mike, just sitting around the table and just talking to people and realizing that, 
you know, these are people that we're all sitting here that I went to college with, except for Mike, he's old. But um, everybody else, you know, <laughs> went to college, and I mean, it. You get no respect. We were. <laughs> I, I don't think the three of us were that tight in college, but we, by the end of this week, we really we picked up tips and strategies and encouragement from each other, and we've been able to build not only the young directors up, but each other as well, and it's just been been really cool. I mean, this is the most most fun I've had in a long time, not with my wife. I love her very much. <laughs> Smart man. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> um, I I think for me, I kind of I kind of agree with uh, Mr. Scott. I uh, when I was first approached about being a part of this experience, I was a little nervous because out of all of the you know directors to come and take over a band, I, you know I'm I'm the youngest person. I'm only going into my fifth year. So, you know, I spent a lot of time just trying to think about, you know, how can I contribute to, towards making this uh, a positive experience? Um, you know, I t uh, conducted the white band, which is uh, the middle group. It consists of mostly students that have played for two, maybe three or four years, but mostly second year players. Uh, it was a very interest. it's been a very interesting experience. I spent a ton of time trying to find music uh, that would the kids could be successful on, but at the same time, they also felt challenged. It's always interesting kind of having that middle group. You have the kids that feel a little over their head, and then you have those kids that feel, you know, like maybe they should be in the older group. And so it was, it's been an interesting dynamic kind of programming music that everybody could be successful successful with and then beyond that then you get uh just like uh, christian said you get you know a a young director you know that you can kind of look at as a student teacher and at the same time you're thinking to yourself well what do i do with these students and this you know student teacher and these staff members all at the same time you know how do i make you know make this a positive experience for everybody but it's been amazing you know the thing that i think has been so uh, well first of all this experience has so totally exceeded my expectations um, I think looking at uh, being able to interact with with the other directors has been remarkable um, you know we all kind of knew each, as as older directors we all kind of knew of each other but we weren't necessarily as close and this past week I feel like we're going to come away with just our own set of, of skills and uh, understanding as far as being better teachers. And then to see the younger directors be able to pick up and adapt on some of the things that they liked about us, it really made, really has made me think about how I teach. Uh, and so that's been incredibly special uh, for me because there have been things that in, you know, my, short time teaching that I never even really thought about until um, I heard it from one of the other directors or heard it from one of the younger directors who pointed, who point out this, uh, you know, really cool idea. And I think to myself, wow, you know, that, that's something that I need to focus on more. You know, that's something that they feel like is working that, you know, I should really hone in on to make work more. So, you know, for me, this experience has beyond exceeded my expectations. Okay, Alicia. You know, I think that um, I have 
done several of these little honor bands before. I've never done like a summer camp kind of thing. So um, that was one of the things that I uh, com initially coming into this was thinking, okay, so what can we do? We're going to have a whole week instead of only two or three days or whatever. Um, how is that going to work? That was something I was apprehensive about. Um, you know, I kind of knew the whole format of how these honor band clinics kind of work. Um, and I, um, I, I had an idea of the level just from talking in the past and also looking at programs that the groups had done, a, like a, a good idea of the level of music that we were um, looking to work with. But one thing that I, I wasn't aware uh, and didn't really know um, what we were going to do was, you know, I knew that we, I had a young director and this was somebody that I wanted to make sure um, had a positive experience with this. I wanted to make sure that he left feeling um, confident in his teaching and feeling that, you know what, like there's going to be bumps along the way and sometimes you're going to have a class and it's not going to go the way you want it to go. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're like, you stink at this forever and ever and ever, like it'll get better. Um, so I wanted to come up with a good plan for that. I also, um, after I got here, I knew that I saw that, you know, we had several music ed students who actually kind of work alongside the group. So I wanted to make sure that they also kind of got to do a little bit of teaching and, and got their teaching uh, chops up. Really did not expect the Charleston Southern kids to be as good as they have been. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what, these kids, they are some high quality um, students and just great, great um, people. And um, so that has been a real surprise to me was that I could say to some of these kids, okay, I want you to lead brass sectional um, tomorrow and they came up with lesson plans and they had a pretty good brass sectional. So that has been um, a huge blessing and um, surprise. And I know you're gonna ask us some other questions, so I don't know if I wanna go. Okay, well one of the things that I uh, will clear up a little bit from, you heard it from Andre and from Alicia was that um, at the camp you have obviously the students that are assigned to you and. Here we also assigned a, a young director to these experienced directors, but then uh, Dr. Forrester really feels it's important for uh, each of the ensembles to have, uh, I don't know, four or five maybe, uh, four or five CSU students that are there. And you know, originally what he said was it's sort of there for crowd control. That you know, it was that it wasn't our job to have to to discipline. Of course, you know that that's your job and if you're if you're going to engage them you're not going to have to worry about the discipline part anyway but so there were these there were these five kids that were sitting around like twiddling their thumbs like what do we do and and uh, some of them are music ed students some of them are just students who are in the the uh, music program here some of them are music therapy students uh some of them are nursing students some of them aren't even in band there were there were choir students here this week that were that were helpful and and just did a great job and and you know, I think that uh, a lot of times when you think of a counselor or something like this, you think they're just well, they're just going to walk the kids from here and everywhere. But these kids really uh, wanted to get involved, and so we gave them some assignments about you know whether it was teaching the sectional or whether it was I was saying you need to take notes, you need to listen to what these people are saying because this is going to be your life, this is going to be your career, and uh, don't waste this week. You know, sit there and listen to the things they say and figure out 
how did Miss Crutchlow get those kids to understand that concept? Or what was it that Mr. North said that, that finally got those kids to understand dotted quarter notes and eighth notes? And, you know, what was that? Because you feel like that's going to be, oh, that's not going to be a problem in my band, but it will be. And uh, so it's really, it was really neat to be able to see some of these music students. And I think a couple of the music students are going to get a chance to direct on the concert tonight, uh, which will be really neat for them. Uh, probably not anything they had planned to do at all uh, when they came into this. And so uh, that was, that's one of the things that's really unique about this camp or just the, the counselors are there not just to show up at the end of rehearsal and take your kids somewhere. They're literally in the room with you the whole time unless they've got some sort of duty. They're in there to sit in and play or pull a kid out and work with them or they're to run the, the sectionals that happen each day. And so it's really kind of a neat thing. Uh, what about, um, what's something that you guys learned that was um, maybe new or a different way to think about it or something that you might want to, you know, implement in your classroom, you know, as soon as this next school year starts up? Okay, I want to start. I really, really enjoyed uh, Ronnie Ward coming to talk to us about his um, jazz program and how he does that. And um, I was telling them, I'm a, like, I'm a French horn player. So, like, I'm kind of like the outcast of the jazz band. So, like, I'm like, y'all don't want me, I don't want you. Like, you know. Um, so, jazz has been something, like, even at my school with all the children that I will teach, they're like, do we have a jazz band? I'm like... No, because I would be terrible at teaching that. Um, so uh, hearing him talk about his method, which is very simple, you know, basically, you know, starting your kids in beginning band and then the next year in seventh grade, having a um, seventh grade group that meets once a week after school and kind of working through just essential elements jazz. And then that third year having like an eighth grade almost like a second band class. They have to sign up for regular band, but you have your little jazz band and you can actually play some real charts at that point. And I'm thinking, you know what? I might could do that. Like that's something I might could do. So I feel um, a little bit of confidence enough to go in and make my make some mistakes and know that life will be okay when I make those mistakes. Um, and so I really appreciated that. So she's uh, referring, of course, to Ronnie Ward, who's the band director at Westview middle school in um, Berkeley County, which is down kind of in the low country. And uh, Ronnie's been there for, I don't, I don't know, a long time. And um, so he came and talked to us. He was one of the directors that was local and came in and talked to us and, and shared not only his, his jazz um, experience and just talking about how to set up a jazz program, but just other things that, that he has been uh, successful with and, and Again, the thing that's really been neat about talking to all these directors, not only in person, but also on the phone, is just the willingness they have to share information and to share their experiences. Because, I mean, let's face it, we're all band nerds, and we all love talking about band. And uh, it's really neat when you can talk about band with other people that understand band. Um, because sometimes, you know, you, you might talk to an, a friend of yours or a spouse or something, and, and they look at you like, can we talk about something else? You know, uh, so it's been fun. It's been like literally 24 hours a day of middle school band for the last week. And um, what you can't see is that all of us look exhausted. Um, so what's another, what's something else that, uh, another thing to, that, that you learned this week and you want to implement? Um, so we talked to, um, I think his name was Andy Washburn. Is that correct, Mike? That's correct. And he, uh, he came down here to do a demonstration with the campers on, uh, on some mutes and things like that, various mutes for brass instruments. And um, 
when I saw that was going to be the presentation title, I wasn't overly thrilled. Um, I'm a woodwind <laughs> guy, and I don't I don't use a whole lot of mutes and stuff yet in my teaching career. But then we got to spend some time with him afterwards. And this guy, if you've never met him, and I had never met him, didn't know who he was. He teaches, I think, in North Carolina. Um, he had so many strategies for teaching brass instruments and talking about airflow. And I'm assuming most of you who are listening to this are middle school people, or if not, you're hopefully going to like what I'm about to tell you. But the strategy that he showed us that I've already used with the gold band, and I cannot wait to get back and do this by myself in the band room in front of a mirror when nobody's around, is you can take a, a trumpet mouthpiece and turn it, around, turn it around backwards and you know place a ping pong ball on it. And if you use the correct airspeed, which is what you want your students to learn how to do, that ping pong ball will just rotate around in the cup of the mouthpiece. And um, I kind of put this into practice last night with my group because we had some, some various spots where we needed to use a little bit faster air and, and support our sound. And you know, one of my students happened to have a ping pong ball and, and we did that and it just, I mean, the light bulb came on so quick. And uh, I mean, who doesn't want to play with ping pong balls? That's just that's <laughs> so much fun. And, uh, and he had some other strategies as well. I also enjoyed talking to Jacqueline Fuller and, and to Mike, who will be very probably humble about this, but has a lot of just great strategies and tips and tricks over his 124 years of teaching middle school band. So, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, there's not enough time on this podcast to, to tell you all of the stuff that we learned, but that was one thing that stuck out to me that I just, I, I cannot wait. And there's so many more, but I know Andre wants to talk and we don't have so much time. So. <laughs> so, so Andy Washburn is the band director at Kings Mountain. Um, sound like he was at the intermediate school, the middle school and the high school. So he, so he's got an interesting situation. He can't blame the middle school director for what they do or don't know because it's him. And uh, so it's kind of, he, he's his own feeder, which I guess is probably could be a great thing and could also be, uh, would be overwhelming, I think, trying to figure out that you're teaching the kids from sixth grade to, or fifth, fifth grade or sixth grade to 12th grade and, and whatever they know when they leave is a, is a direct result of what you've taught them. But he also, in addition to, to uh, doing like a mass brass section for all the brass players here, he uh, also has just recently invented a, a new uh, mute for trumpet and, and has a prototype for the trombone now. And this mute is uh, kind of a combination of a Harmon and a cup mute. So you, you can certainly check that out. Uh, it's re it was really neat to see him do that and then to, to see, hear all these techniques that he was talking about, about airflow and things and this uh, Kawanda effect. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it's like called the Kawanda effect. That's the ping pong ball thing. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andre. Uh, for me, probably one of the, the greatest highlights was the, uh, the repair clinic that we had uh, just yesterday with Bobby Powell and Scott Brady. Scott Brady. Uh, those two individuals know a ton about the proper way to repair instruments. I'm sure those of you who are listening to this, especially if you're middle school directors, um, can all have your personal horror stories where it's like your first day of school and that flute player comes up to you and they say, oh, well, my pad fell out. Uh, what do you want me to do about that? Or your woodwind player and the trumpet player comes up and says, well, my, uh, my mouthpiece is stuck. And if you're like me, you grab a hammer and you say, okay, well, let me see if I can punch the sucker out. And then you realize, maybe, that should, maybe I shouldn't do that. That's not the right way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
mistakes we make in the first We're not year. promoting the use of hammers on <laughs> instruments <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, you know, um, for me, when I was a first-year band director, I was frightened um, about repair, having to repair instruments because not everybody can afford to take their instrument to a shop. And at the end of the day, you need your program to run. There's a handful of things that, as directors, we all can pick up and learn. You just have to kind of put in the time and sit with somebody who can show you what to do. And so I could have sat in and listened to them for hours. They had, uh, they had so many amazing kind of tricks of the trade, things that you can do that will um, help you solve uh, maintenance issues. And it was really interesting, you know, they pointed out the fact that a lot of times band programs will take things to the shop and they really don't have to. A lot of times, uh, you know, it's just a simple two or three minute fix that could involve a simple household object uh, item. And so that was, for me, was incredibly valuable. I think any person getting into the profession should reach out to them. Uh, Scott Brady and uh, Bobby Powell, um, they are two extraordinary individuals with a, a uh, wealth of experiences, uh, and they can certainly you know, steer you on the right track when it comes to repair. So uh, one of the things that uh, we did in addition, you know, I think I mentioned that we talked to a lot of people live and, and on the phone, and what, what we did, though, was when, this, when these young directors um, applied for the, to come here, we asked them what they felt like their strengths were and, and areas they really would like to see improvement or they just didn't know anything about or wanted to know more about and tried to bring people in and talk to people on the phone that could address those things. And, of course, uh, instrument repair is always a one of those things. Uh, I mean, we all could, if we can save forty dollars, you know, that's a piece, that's a piece of music. Or uh, if we can save, uh, you know, uh, a repair, uh, uh, if we, we can know how to take care of our instruments properly at the end of the school year, so they're ready for the next school year, and not have to send every instrument in every year. It's just it's it's invaluable uh, to be able to do that. It takes some time. Uh, but it was uh, just really good. So, so we had a lot of folks come in and talk to us and a lot of other directors that just showed up throughout the week and we took, we went to, took them to want to eat one of the gourmet meals with us and, and uh, just sat around the table and, and chatted with them. And um, there anything else that you guys want to say kind of in conclusion just you know uh, about the whole experience? Is this something that you feel like you know would, would have benefited you as a young teacher or would benefit? People who are in college getting ready to go into this profession, or, or young young teachers, because you know we talked about the younger directors. Some of them were apprehensive about coming. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know if they were going to get a chance to, uh, if if the kids were going to laugh at them, or if the experienced directors were going to say, "What are you doing here? You know, you, you don't know what you're doing." And I really don't feel like that was the case at all. I mean, I hope. I hope uh, that was the you know, I think about um, back to my master's program, my first master's program, which was coincidentally not even in music education, but I felt like I learned so much through that program because it was set up in a, um, like a cohort type situation. So I stayed with the same people and we were able to share experiences and all of us had enough teaching experience where we got in our feet wet enough so that we knew at least of the things that we felt like we kind of 
weren't very good at and things that we were maybe good at or whatever. But I felt like when I did my master's program, I really do, like I had a great experience in undergraduate. But at that level, at that master's level, after I'd gotten my feet wet with teaching, I felt like I was more open to re and receptive to learning and I was able to learn a lot through doing that. I think that that is what has happened, I hope, yes. for our um, young directors this week is that, you know, you've gotten your feet wet with teaching, you've gone through student teaching or you've gone through um, one year of teaching or a half year of teaching. And let's be honest, we all know that there's things that we do okay and there's things that we can do better. Um, and so I feel like for some of these guys that have been here, first of all, it's been just, I have loved watching their transformation. Some of them came in very apprehensive and I think, I hope are leaving with a little bit of confidence about themselves. And I hope that they know that um, at any time they can you know, call us or call any of the people we've talked to all week um, and, you know, use us as resources, but also just like believe in themselves. So that has been, this is, this, I don't know, it's great. It's great. I think the networking has been really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, you know, one of the young directors said, I, I, when I came, I only knew like one other band director. I felt so isolated <laughs> in, in, in what I was doing and nobody else did what I did at my school. And, and uh, now he's walking away having heard or seen or got, have contact information from over 20, 20 band directors that he's going to walk around at SMEA and he's going to say, hey, that, aren't you the guy that talked about you know, uh, instrument repair or aren't you the guy that talked to us about the jump start thing? You know, tell me more about that. I tried that. It really worked really well. You know, I, it didn't work as – I didn't have quite the same situation you have. But, and so I think the networking part of it for the young directors especially – and for me, it's just it's a delight to to hear these people that I've known for a long time, or some I haven't known for a long time, talk about their experiences and just being so willing to to share, you know, share those things. Yeah, I definitely think it's cool that um, you know some of our younger directors were in situations and are, are still in situations where um, you know they might be teaching in a Title One setting, which we all know has its you know certain degree of difficulty and it's just different than other settings and it was really neat this week you know to be able to talk to them about that and haven't been in that setting before and that's the only setting I've known as a teacher and I know Andre's been in that setting as well it was really neat just to be able to talk to other young teachers who are in that setting not that we don't want to talk to, to just young directors in general but you know having a little bit of you know experience and being able just to kind of to tell them, hey, it's, it's going to be all right. You know, you just everybody goes through this. You have to kind of hunker down and just just stay the course. Um, and, and I will say, as far as you know, having been teaching for nine years now, um, I've sat in a lot of professional developments, and I will go on record as saying most of them have not been very developing for me. Um, <laughs> SCMEA is always very enjoyable. I, I love going to SCMEA and connecting and networking and going to a lot of the presentations. But since student teaching and graduate school, and I will go on record, if we had a Bible, I would put my right hand 